So the look on my friend's face when I showed up for that hike, looking way more like hobo than hiker, almost made me rethink my sometimes mantra, which is say yes really when you should be saying no. And it worked out. So I'd love to share a story with you today. Hey there, Kelly here, and thank you so much for joining us today. I am honored to have you here. If you're looking for tips, habit shifts, and shortcuts to fitness consistency and the freedom that feeling great brings, you're in the right place. As the fitness consistency coach with a touch of adventure, I've been helping smart, busy women embrace fitness and long-term freedom for over 20 years. I am so glad you're here. Recently, I was on a kayaking trip. And when I go on a kayaking trip, pretty much all we do is paddle. Like, that's it. So I don't plan for a lot of other extra, other things to do except for maybe to eat. <laughs> so it's an eat and paddle trip. And I'm on this eat and paddle trip. And what happened was a friend of mine dropped me a text. And he said, hey, I hear you're in town. Would you like to join me on a hike? And my first thought was, nah, no, nah, I'm going to go paddle tomorrow. But then he said, I'm going to go hike Charlie's Bunyan, which is a hike in the Spokane Mountains I've always wanted to do. And I thought, huh, sure, that sounds like fun. So I started to reply immediately. And then my thought was, wait a second. Here you are. You have nothing to wear, um, but, well, nothing to wear but kayaking clothes and jeans. Uh, you didn't even leave Texas with a coat. Not, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. It was pretty darn chilly in the Smokies when I got there. So I have no coat. I have no day pack. I have nothing. But I thought, whatever, I'm going. So I said, absolutely. I will be there. See you there. So I meet him in the parking lot. And let me, let me just tell you what I looked like before I got out of the car. So I didn't have, I didn't have a coat. And I only had like, basically, like I said, clothes to eat in, clothes to paddle and clothes to eat in. So I thought, okay, so I put on three shirts. <laughs> it's a good look already, right? I've got three shirts on. I had one pair of pants that were kind of like lightweight um, sun pants. So I put those on, didn't have anything to go over those, but I thought, ah, I'll warm up soon enough. So I put those on. I'm, I don't even have a hat. Okay. So I don't have a hat. So Phil's got this like baseball cap in, in the car. So I put the baseball cap on. I don't have a day pack. So I've, st <laughs> I've stuffed my pockets. Now I have like shorts or um, day pants on with my pockets bulging with snacks and, you know, sunscreen and all the things that I would normally put in a day pack. And I've got my water bottle in my hand because no, don't have, you know, don't have a, don't have a camelback with me, have no hiking poles, but that was not a big deal. I knew I could do this hike without hiking poles. And the, like, the best piece of this whole thing was I had on my Keens. Now, these Keens had been put in the garbage. Normally, I would take my old shoes and give them to maybe, you know, a place where people who need ex need really need something can have it, right? Maybe the fishes and loaves in our area or something like that. But these went in the garbage because my current foster dogs had removed the laces, 
they removed what holds the laces together. And so I just had like these sloppy keens. I do not even know why I threw them in my car, but I threw them in my car. So here I am. <laughs> I'm in sloppy keens with, with no laces um, and they're sandals. They're not like really hiking boots. Um, and then the rest of my outfit. So I look like a rock star. I get out of my car. My friend takes one look at me as he steps toward me and you see the look on his face. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> what is she thinking? And he said, do you have a day pack? And I said, nope, I don't have anything. So um, here I am. And it's cold. Like we're up at, um, we're at the top of the Smoky. So we're up near Klingman's Dome um, parking lot up that way. It's I don't know what cold is, but it's cold. It's windy and I'm already cold. And I'm thinking, well, we better get moving or I'm going to freeze. And he's, he said, are you okay going like that? I said, absolutely. Why not? So that was my, I said yes, when I should have said no. What happened? So we go out on this hike and it's, it's a long hike. I mean, it ends up taking us about five hours and it's, you know, I mean, you know, on a level of hikes out there, it's called strenuous and it got my attention. But what happened was I got to do this hike that I had always wanted to do and I hadn't had anyone to go with me. It's it's a hike that I figured first time, definitely want to go with somebody. Um, I'd always wanted to do it. It was a stunning day. Like, so it's beginning to be fall out there. It's crisp. Once we get in the woods, it's not so cold and windy. Um, it's it's sunny, bright sunshine, and it's just so beautiful. And as we do the hike, we get to the end, what's called Charlie's Bunyan, and it's this like rock outcropping. And instead of going on the rock outcropping, we did the quote unquote locals track, which was took us up and over so that we could look down on the rock, the people down there. We had it all to ourselves. It was so beautiful, such a beautiful hike. And as we walk back, he was, he was kind of laughing at, you know, the way I'd shown up. And, and I just told him, I said, you know what? It was one of those times when I decided to say yes, even though I know I should say no, because I wasn't really prepared for this hike from the gear standpoint. And I hadn't been doing much hiking back home, but it turned out brilliant. So that's, that's a quote unquote semi mantra that I've had for a very long time. Doesn't always work out. And I'll definitely see if I can't come up with a couple of those. This didn't work out so well ideas, but I want to give you a couple more because if I looked back on my life when I was, when I sat down to shoot or record this today, I looked back and I thought, you know, some of the most important pivotal, pivotal, <laughs> pivotal <laughs> times when my life changed, let's just go with that, were when I said yes, and I probably should have said no. So the first time I can think of was I'm walking down a dock. Um, I'm probably, I don't know, call me 22 years old at the time. I had dropped my boyfriend off so that he could sail back from Corpus Christi to Houston on a race. And I wasn't a sailor, uh, not at all, but I dropped him off and I'm going to drive the car back and I'm walking down the, the dock and this guy says, hey, you sail. And I went, uh, no, not really. He's like, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm going to go back to Houston. I just dropped someone off. He's like, no you're coming with us. We need ballast. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and at that time, I mean, I wasn't a whole lot of ballast, but I was like, well, sure, absolutely. I'll go. Now I don't even have a toothbrush on me. 
Like, I don't have a change of clothes. I don't have anything. I had just driven down, dropped off the guy, and was driving back. And so I said, I said, I don't even have a toothbrush. And the owner of the boat's like, you can use mine. <laughs> back in the day when we were really, really, we were sailors. So I'm on this boat. We take off. We immediately lose a halyard, which is the thing that pulls the sail up to the top, right? And he looks at me and he says, you, get in the bosun's chair. We're going, you need to go up. You're the the smallest person in the boat. I'm like, okay. So here I am, never really been sailing before in my life. I'm out in Corpus Christi Bay. We're sailing along. We're kind of like leaned over and they're hoisting me up the mast. And I am terrified of heights at this time, terrified. And at the same time, I was like, wow, I just did something I just, I just shifted the direction of my life. And I did. Like from that day on, I started sailing a lot. Uh, we, we got back to the, we got back to Houston. We sailed it. was, I don't know, call it, call it a two day sail. It was probably 36 hours, something like that. Got back to Houston. I figured out a way to go get the car, you know, all this stuff. But on that trip, what I realized was I had changed the trajectory of my life. I became a sailor. I started racing. I started going all across the country um, into Mexico and um, Central America racing. Like I completely changed what I had been doing in life and it was so much fun. And it's only because that moment on that dock when everything on one side of my brain was going, oh no, (laughs) you're not getting on a boat with people you don't know when you don't even know what you're doing and you don't have a toothbrush to the other piece of me is going, sure, why not? So think about that. Like think back on times in your life when maybe you said yes, and it was probably should have been a no, or maybe you said no, and you wish you hadn't said it. Because I can think of a couple more times. Like one time was, um, fast forward, I'm in my thirties at this time, mid thirties, late thirties. I'm I'm skating a lot. I'm I'm a rollerblader. I'm a good rollerblader. And I'm skating with this group at night and we go, you know, we go far. We go 20 miles. I mean, that's pretty good distance on skates. And we're standing around afterwards and one of the guys says, "I'm going to race the A to A." And I said, "What's the A to A?" And he said, "Oh, it's a race in um from Athens, Georgia to Atlanta, Georgia." And I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like fun. I'll do that." Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think too, right? So first thing is, I don't even know how far it is. Second, I have no idea, but it is Philly as all get out. And I'm living in Houston, flat town, right? And I've never trained for anything like this in my life. But next thing I know, I'm training for this and I do it. Like I do it. It's hard, man. It was a, It was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life up until that point. And at the same time, I did really well. I I I think it took me, I don't even remember how long it took me. It took me a long time. <laughs> I will say it took a really long time. But I placed in my group and I came away from it going, man, I just did something that I would never have thought I could do. 86 mile race through the hills of Georgia. And it was so cool, right? And it changed once again, that changed the trajectory of my life. I started realizing that I could do things that I hadn't thought about. I mean, the next year I did the MS-150. I was like, how hard could it be? (laughs) It was hard. (laughs) 
But that's a bike ride if you're not in if you're not in Texas. It's a bike ride from Houston to Austin. And then the other one that I was thinking about was, and this was another life changer for me, was one of my I had a different company back then. It was a company called Bayou City Outdoors. And one of my clients in the club called me and she said, I have just done the coolest thing. I said, Oh, what's that? And she said, I did a whitewater kayaking course. And I was like, <laughs> that sounds scary. She's like, oh my gosh, I was terrified the whole time. And we flipped over and we fell out of the kayaks and we had to learn how to pull our skirts. And pulling your skirt is like when you when you eject yourself out of the kayak when you're upside down. And it was so scary. And there was all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why are you telling me this? And she said, because you've got to do it. <laughs> I went, oh no, I don't. <laughs> A, I can't swim. B, I'm claustrophobic. And C, that's a really bad idea. And she was like, oh no, you will love this. And so will all the people you take. And all of a sudden, that little voice in my head went, sure, why not? Yes, I want to do that. And I will tell you, that's another one that changed my life completely because I now have something that I love so much. It is one of my, it is probably the most favorite thing I do in life is whitewater kayaking. And it still terrifies me. Um, and I'm still not that great at it, but I love doing it. But just by stopping for a second and stopping that no that wanted to come out of my mouth and saying yes, everything changed. Now, let me step back and say one thing. I'm not here to say to you, next time someone says, hey, let's do this really stupid thing, you should say, wow, Kelly thinks that's a really good idea. Let's do it. No, 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 no. This is about when something comes up and there's a part of you that says, absolutely not. And then there's a part of you, it's usually a pretty quiet voice at the time, that's like, oh, wow, that would be really cool. What if we tried that? And sometimes it's just listening to that voice and doing it. Sometimes it's just listening to that voice and going, no, that's that's not my thing. But I also thought about like a couple of couple of examples that I could give. Like one of them was I was on a hike with uh, a friend. I didn't really, I didn't really know her that at that time. She was, we just met, we just met on this hike. We're out in the woods in Texas and we're doing this, we're doing this hike and we, the hike is broken into two groups. So the first, the fast group is way ahead. Oh, you know, lions and gazelles, you know, the gazelles are way ahead. I'm back here with the lions. We're just like taking our time, enjoying ourselves. And we've come to a couple of uh, intersections and I automatically take the trail. And she said to me, how do you know how to do that? I would never be able to lead a hike. This would scare me. I don't even know what to do. <laughs> so of course, since she said I could never do this, my thought was, yes, you could. I said, okay, you get in the front and I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Like, I'll tell you how to do this. And it's simple. Like it, this was a simple hike. And it was basically paying attention to where you were. It was looking for the blazes on the trees. It was, you know, looking for obstacles in the course, like, you know, things. But they're they're big things, especially if you've never done this before. And now you've got probably, there are probably 10 of us, 10 people following you and doing exactly what you say to do. But she did it. And I think that was a trajectory change for her too, because now she's doing all kinds of cool things. And then one more, I've got one more for you that I thought about. It was another client um, back in the day when I was um, 
had had done the MS-150, the bike ride, and now I'm dragging people along. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's all go do this because, you know, a little misery loves company. But not just that, because it is something that when you do it, you feel pretty darn amazing that you've accomplished this. So we're all talking about doing the MS-150 as a group. Um, I'm kind of the person who trains everybody. And there's one person there and she said, you know, I'm only here because I'm here for my friend. I'm not going to do this. This is a bad idea. I'm not any good on a bike and this doesn't sound like fun. So I said, I said, so which one of those things really matter? The fact that it doesn't sound like fun or the fact that you're not any good on a bike? And she said, well, it, it probably is fun, but I'm not very good on my bike. So I tell you what, if you'll come along, if you'll say yes to this, I'll make sure that you get trained to the point that when you finish this ride, the two-day ride, 150 miles, when you finish it, you're not going to be so much exhausted as you are going to be exhilarated. You are going to be so excited that you finish this and you're going to feel great. And you could see it on her face. She really didn't want to say yes, but she did. And to this day, I have a picture of her, like, this might sound creepy. I have a picture of her in one of my albums where she's holding her bike over her head at the end of that ride in front of the Austin State Capitol. And she is grinning ear to ear. That was a somebody saying yes when they really wanted to say no. So ask yourself, like, I mean, I've had lots of, like I said already, I, I know I've had plenty of times when I said yes and I shouldn't have. But I also have a superpower, which is I forget most of the things that I've done that were really either not any fun or not very smart. <laughs> but ask yourself, like, if next time, next time something comes up, and it could be something little, it could be something big, it could be anything that you're thinking about. But somebody says, would you like to? Or you see something and you think that would be fun. Or you're reading about something and you're like, ah, man, wish I could do that. Try saying yes and seeing what happens. That's enough story time for me today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and say yes to something fun and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now. Thank you again so much for listening today. I truly appreciate the opportunity to connect. If you're ready to incorporate fitness consistency into your life, I'd love to help. I have a special gift for you. If it's a struggle to stay consistent with your fitness and you're ready for all the energy, vitality, and feeling great you can have, go to my website, fitisfreedom.com, and on the homepage, you can get a free copy of my Consistency is Key Masterclass, plus a fitness plan you can follow along with, guaranteed to get you started on your path to being fit and free forever. <laughs>